You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. In the name of Allah, most gracious, ever merciful. Welcome, good afternoon, assalamu alaikum, and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all from this special drive time show coming live from the gardens of the Messiah, from Alton in Hampshire, this farm which is normally a quiet serene place has suddenly turned into this mini city where we we are expecting up to 50,000 people over the next three to four days where they're going to be coming and 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 attending this spiritual event a lot of people have said there's a festival going on a lot of people have said it's a gathering of muslims it's a lot more than that um if i can just introduce uh, myself i am kayum I'm being joined by Brother Fahim and Brother mm-hmm. Safir. Assalamualaikum, peace be on you, gentlemen. What's your take on on this historic event, which we've been waiting for for four years? Yeah, it's a, it's amazing, isn't it? As you mentioned, this this quiet place suddenly turns so lively, and uh, we have this this amazing, uh, an extraordinary event of Jalsa Salana UK. Uh, Jalsa basically means uh, coming together of people sitting together, and Salana means on a yearly basis, and UK means UK, right? UK means United, United Kingdom. Kingdom. <laughs> so, so yeah, over the years, obviously, we have always, as Voice of Voice of Islam uh, radio station, uh, you know, in the last few years, we've also. Uh, taken our listeners over here, you know, invited them over, even those of our listeners who probably in person can't make it here, we try to b- bring them uh, and, yeah. and make them part of this Jalsa uh, Salana, which, uh, you know, um, it, it's such an amazing experience that sometimes when we talk about it here, we can't really put the feelings into words or we can't just, you know, do justice to that, but we try our best to give you a flavor of yeah. uh, of what we are experiencing here. No, definitely. And like I know people are probably sitting at home thinking, why would 50,000 odd people come to this city, mini city that's built up in a month? You know, the, the reason is, and I promise you, if you come and experience it, there will be some sort of spirituality gain for you. Mm. Whatever level of spirituality you have at this moment in time, whether it's none or a lot, you will grow in some way. And I, that is something I can definitely promise. And it's not one of those, it's not another Muslim type of festival. It's not these other festivals that you see. It's not like that. You need to come here. We can try our best to put it into words, mm. but you can only understand it truly from experiencing it. As I said, we are broadcasting live from the Gardens of the Messiah. Probably you've seen a sign saying Hadikatul Mahdi. And the literal meaning of Hadikatul Mahdi is the Gardens of the Messiah. And today, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be, as we are on the eve of this this beautiful, beautiful spiritual event, um, we're going to be talking about um, the annual gathering in UK. We're going to be touching upon uh, the historical, some historical facts uh, of how this convention and this annual gathering um, has uh, start, which started from from a handful of people um, a long time ago, decades ago, to where we are today. We're going to be talking to some guests um, who will be joining us and who have been part and parcel of of the organization um, and part and parcel of the volunteers. And that's one thing which is a must that has to be mentioned, that this convention is organized from top to bottom Mm. by volunteers, people from all walks of life, from Mm. doctors to engineers to architects to IT professionals to 
um, um, imams to missionaries, from the layman all the way to the scientist, you mm. name it, they're here. You know, it, it, it reminds me of, um, I always kind of, again, it's a personal opinion, but we, we always hear um, the, the, uh, the saying of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, um, on, the, uh, on his last sermon at the Mount, that the, no black man is greater than a white man, and no mm. white man is greater than a, white, uh, a black man, and no Arab is greater than a non-Arab. And I always think of that, that you will see that in practice at this convention. Mm. This gathering is something where, Brother Fahim, you talked about the ambience and the environment. Mm. The gathering will is created. That mm. environment is created because it is automatic. The, the, the words that come out of all individuals, all brothers and sisters, are coming from the heart. There is so much deep emotion mm. that you will experience over the next three to four days that if, if you're not a, a member of the community, if you're not a Muslim, you are welcome to come and witness mm. how spiritual events just happen. You yeah. will see that presence of God Almighty. It's, it's very unlike uh, and unique, isn't it? I mean, it's, uh, it's not something that people are used to. When people think about a festival or, or a big outdoor event, you, you, you yeah. think about uh, you know, music, you think about... Uh, for many people, alcohol yeah. is, is necessary for them mm. to socialize, to have fun, sort of, you know. Mm. But he, here, you, you get an example, a perfect example, that you will have contentment in your heart, you will feel satisfied when once you come here, when you leave, that you have attended something that didn't have music, that didn't have any alcohol, that didn't have any foul, you know, type of... Uh, uh, practice yeah. uh, but it's a pure event which brings people together and as you mentioned that here you will see people will be praying together and it's very unusual because you don't see um, events like that mm. on this scale that we are mm. having here so I think for anybody who's interested obviously listening into Voice of Islam and not aware of what Jalsa Salana is or what this annual convention of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is do check it out and if you have a chance in the future maybe not this year but maybe in the future do uh, get in touch with the community wherever you are and uh, you know they will help you you know uh, maybe try to come and event uh, attend one of these events yes definitely and i just want to speak to the magnitude of this event this isn't just a uk event right? this is an international, international event, event yeah. right after five years it's been it's an international event again and you know people come from all parts of the world right and they come here for these three days mm -hmm. And honestly, you will truly feel something. And, you know, I just, it's one of those things we can describe, we can try all day to describe it. But until you experience it, you'll truly understand from that, will you? And, you know, a lot of people have been um, thinking, oh, it's raining. Yes. And yes, you know, we are, we're in the United Kingdom. We are in UK. Yeah. The British summer is all about Broly and the rain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's part and parcel of, of, uh, um, of where we live. And... Things like rain is not a deterrent. No. You know, it, it's, if, if you come and have a look, that even with the rain, what has been happening here for the past few years, or past few days and weeks, of how this, this city has been put up, mm. nothing, absolutely nothing, will deter people uh, and from, from attending this. And it, it just reminds me of, of, uh, uh, of, of an event that happened. I think it was twice the rain that we've experienced in the past few days mm. that happened i think a decade ago 
And His Holiness Hazrat Mirza Musuraman, may Allah strengthen his hand, he said that there should be nothing that should be deterring you to come and attend this spiritual event. Mm. You know, and, and then I looked it up and, and in the Holy Quran, in chapter 16, verse 66, it says, And Allah has sent down water from the sky and has quickened therewith the earth after its death. Surely in that is a sign for a people who would hear. We are here to, we are here to self-reflect. I think one of, the, one of the, the biggest messages that we have learned over the past few years when His Holiness gives his sermon is um, that this is a, 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 a time where on Sunday we will have no choice, but we will self-reflect ourselves. We will start looking at what we have been doing over the past few years and, and look to better ourselves. It won't be about judging and looking at what others are doing. It's about looking at what we have been doing and how we have been trying to connect with God Almighty. Brother Zafir? Yeah, um, I think we should take a short break and we'll be right back. Uh, obviously, <clears throat> just before we go, uh, we'll be right back. And uh, this uh, annual convention of the MDM Muslim community officially starts tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, goes on for three days. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more information on Justice Lana UK. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Back to the special edition of Drive Tap Show coming from the Gardens of the Messiah. You're listening to myself, Kayyum, and, and with, my, with myself, there is Brother Fahim and Brother Zafir. And we have our first special guest who has joined us. We have with us Brother Irfan. Sheikh, who is an officer of health and safety, and uh, um, he's been a uh, a core part of the setting up of this mini city that uh, we have been speaking about for the past twenty odd minutes. Um, welcome, Jazakallah, for um, uh, for joining us, uh, um, Brother Irfan. Uh, may peace be on you. Try come peace be on you too. My name is Irfan Qureshi, by the way. So yes, it's we are in the Garden of the Messiah. Um, started on the 11th of this month and we get 28 days to set this site up. It's, a, it's in a green field, it's in the South Downs National Park. Uh, the local community is very protective about this land, the, the natural reserves that this land offers and we'd like to obviously hold this jalsa in keeping with the natural um, ecology. Um, in 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 this uh, in this green field, so very proud to be here today. So, I introduced you as the officer for health and safety. So, what what is your role in in respect of health and safety and in the wider setup of this mini city that that uh, you know miraculously turns up um, in 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 a period of twenty eight days? The the thing that I strongly believe in health and safety any any health and safety can only be successful if you have good communication good coordination um, between various teams um, everyone needs to be on a single page uh, that is why our uh, our role is 
starts with the management team well before we come on site. So in the health and safety law and even, even the construction law, it's quite important that there is a pre-construction phase in which all the planning takes place. The, the 28 days is only the setup and take down of the event, but the real planning and coordination actually takes place pre-event before you actually get to site. And that is where uh, we believe that if there is good control, good communication, coordination, coordination between different teams, uh, we will be successful on site. Obviously, the weather yeah. it has, you know, it's in the hand of Allah. But at the end of the day, if you plan around the weather, then you can even make this a success. So there's about, we're expecting about 50,000 people, right? So how do you manage the medical emergencies, um, you know, any sort of first aid throughout that? Because, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. Or even the monitoring of, of such a large number of people mm. um, in such an event. The... During the 28 days when we are on site, we have first aid facilities in the health and safety office and we have trained doctors and first aiders who can offer first aid at work, mm. if you want to call it. Uh, but the actual first aid for the attendees, we have a massive first aid marquee with um, uh, doctors and professionals from the medical field. We have an ambulance on site as well, which actually caters for any, any first aid or medical emergency that is needed. But when we attend the SAG meeting, uh, which is the safety advisory group meeting with East Hampshire District Council, there are various different stakeholders that attend that meeting. And they would like to be part of the event, basically. So the ambulance service attends that. And because we have a medical plan that we already submit to them, they know exactly what medical facilities we have on site. And they, they will plan around. So if in an emergency we need ambulances to come to site, then that, is, that provision is there from, um, from the medical uh, team basically. So there is uh, an officer appointed um, from the fire services, officers appointed from um, the police services, we have um, uh, from the NHS we have a medical officer appointed in the emergency planning, there's an emergency planning officer that actually is appointed to this uh, uh, JALSA. So a huge amount of planning takes place, not just uh, within the JALSA management, also at East Hampshire District Council who actually collate everything together and try and make sure that um, they are at hand when we need them. Now, in such an event, um, me and uh, Brother Fahim and Brother Safi were discussing earlier, one of the most obvious um, fears or, or worries is security. How does one deal with security considering that everyone's a volunteer here, which is one of the actual um, one of the plus points, one of the unique points of this gathering, how, how does one deal with security? One thing is, when we attend all the SAG meetings, um, again, it's a safety advisory group meeting, as I mentioned earlier, the police believe that this is the safest event that they could ever attend because there's no alcohol, there's no music. Mm. Uh, so from, from their point of view, all the... Um, uh, you know, pluses mm -hmm. are there because um, you, you have no music, no alcohol. That is yeah. where a lot of the events have problems with drugs mm -hmm. as well. Um, so the police, when they attend site, because our for the arm on duty and the and the teams that we have trained, they actually pick it up for the police. So mm -hmm. they are having a an easy time when they're on site. 
plus we we have an emergency uh, EMC emergency management center now mm -hmm. which is the nucleus of all the communication and coordination that we have on the site now every single department feeds into that health and safety department is the key um, uh, member of that EMC so we log in any any events and then close out any events that are required but there's a big team there and the police is an active um, you know stakeholder within that and it's all in-house it's it's all in-house wonderful yeah. yeah I know you're in a hurry um, I know you have so many other things to go, get along with but finally you have been doing this for such a long time one memorable event that you can share with our listeners um, of, of, of happiness and joy um, in regards to this annual gathering in the United Kingdom? There are many uh, such um, incidents, but one incident that I, I can relate to is um, a small little boy coming to me and because the awareness around health and safety is so important because it's, it's such a busy site and he, um, every single attendee that comes to the site we, we'd like them to be in, in, in a safe place so a little boy comes up to the health and safety cabin mm. and he says, Uncle, uh, I saw that just happening and it was somebody r you know, driving uh, the buggy and I think there were more than more people on that, on that particular buggy. He actually said, Uncle, I don't think that is safe. Mm. <laughs> so so from, from his point of view, uh, he is also picking up uh, you know, risks on site. So every, we want every single person on site that comes to be aware of the surrounding and pick up risks so we can address them as we go forward. Wonderful. Brother Rufan Qureshi, thank you so much, brother, for taking time out and joining us on the Drive Time Show in this, on the eve of this spiritual event that's going to be occurring for the next few days. I wish you luck. May God bless you for all the wonderful work that you're doing. Um, and uh, peace be on you. Have a fantastic day ahead. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Peace be on you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go and uh, discuss something um, with our next guest. So do stay tuned and join us after a short break. Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Welcome back to the special Drive Time Show coming live from the gardens of the Messiah in Alton in Hampshire. Uh, just before the break, we were talking to Brother Rafan, who gave us uh, a brief synopsis of what has been happening from a health and safety perspective at this uh, spiritual event that's going to be occurring over the next few days. We've got our next special guest with us. Uh, but before we do that, we've been rejoined by Brother Safir. 
uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, brother Fahim is is also with us. But our special guest is uh, brother Zahir Khan. Uh, thank you for taking time out. I know you're very busy um, in organising the event. Uh, brother Zahir Khan is the assistant head of the actual. Um, it's, it's referred to as the Jalsagar, but that's actually the, the event, uh, the venue where the event actually happens. He's the assistant head um, of, uh, of uh, setting up uh, this, this venue. So good afternoon. Welcome. Salaam and peace be on you, brother. Wa alaikum salam and thank you for having me. Brothers, uh, go for it. It's all yours. Um, I know we have, uh, we have uh, over the last few years also been in touch with uh, yourself, Zaheer, uh, and um, the one question that people always have is that how how many people can fit in that marquee and yeah. what does it take to build or set up you know a marquee of that size the approximate um, number of people that we can get into the marquee it ranges between nine and eleven thousand mm, wow. and the reason being is because of we have chairs in certain areas and people are sitting in different areas. So the amount of space they occupy therefore differs. But if you apply some math to it, and generally speaking, around 0.65 square meters is what an individual takes up as far mm. as space is concerned. Mm. Mm. This year, as you know, we're expecting a lot more. Yes. Okay, the, the figure that's been um, touted, if I may say, 50, is around 50,000. That's right, yes. So, um, but that's 50,000 across the three days. Yeah. Yes. So what we've done this year is obviously increase the size of the marquees okay, to accommodate that. We have additional um, overflow marquees to um, accommodate that. But hopefully that answers your initial question. Yeah. And uh, hopefully I can go into a bit more detail based on what you're going to ask me next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what would you like? What would you like us to ask you? <laughs> well, okay, my next question is, you know, everyone, you mentioned nine to 11,000 people. Um, and my last question to Brother Rafan was, um, you know, whether we like it or not in these kind of, these kind of events, these huge people attending. Mm. Security is always something at the back of the head. Yeah. How do you cope? Firstly, how do you, how do you manage... Um, an event in such a venue, and from a personal point of view, how do you deal with it from a from a from, from a mindset perspective? Yeah, I'll answer. But just going stepping back a little bit, when I said nine to eleven, that's just the main marquee. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Obviously, we have the Lesna marquee. Yeah. We have a whole host of annexes. So you yeah. know, if you're expecting fifty thousand, you know, it's not where the rest of them are going to go. Yeah. 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 So we do accommodate them with regards to the security element. Obviously, that's extremely important. Yeah. You know, who has access? When can they access? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we work very closely okay, with um, the different security teams. We sit under Khidmat Khalq as well as Hifaz Dekhaf. Nobody can enter okay, the marquee without an ID. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's the first thing. Which is the AIMS number, which is what we normally refer yeah. to as. Yeah, the AIMS ID. Yeah. Okay, that's an absolute must. That's an absolute minimum. Yeah. Okay, um, we also, if they bring in a bag in, you know, that, that's checked. So scanning, everyone has to go through a set um, scanning system similar to what you have at airports. Yeah, yeah. and you, you, if we start with, with people coming into the, 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 the actual, from the actual yeah. place itself, the yeah. Yeah. there's checks there, plus right. then they have to scan when they come in uh, yeah. into the area from the car park. Mm-hmm. And then obviously this is the final check when they have to go in, right? Uh, absolutely. I, I guess it's a way to look at it is, you know, when you're catching a flight. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
you know, you know, you just don't go through passport control, do you? Yeah, you know, no. you go through passport control, then you have to go through baggage, mm. and then you have your final boarding check. So yeah. I guess just before you get onto the plane is like that's when you're getting into Jalsagar yeah. itself. Yeah. Okay, so that is a step by step process. But as I said, we we have to work very closely, okay, with the different teams, and you know that I guess is our biggest challenge because when it comes to my role, is the coordination. Mm. Okay, mm. it's not just you know, put the carpets in, put the chairs in, build the stage. You know, it's that coordination with all the other departments that it actually affects, whether it's MTA, whether it's Sami Basri, whether it's security. But I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit more detail. Mm. I, I want to ask, sorry, before, before I let yeah, yeah. Brother Fahim jump in, part and parcel of the event which is aired internationally on Muslim television, Ahmadiyya, is the stage. Mm. That backdrop isn't just randomly picked. There has to be um, pre-planning and pre-planning and pre-pre-planning meetings. <laughs> take us through the take us through the the feasibility mm. of this event planning. Okay, because you mentioned the backdrop. You yeah. know, the the backdrop is um, a lot of designs are put together. A lot of designs are shared, and it's not just by one individual. Okay, mm. multiple designs are put forward. Um, then it goes through Amir Saab, and then from Amir Saab it goes through to Hazur, and it's our beloved Hazur that actually signs it off. Mm. Um, and this year, the design that was chosen was the one that was developed by MTA. Okay, Muslim yeah. Television Ahmadiyya. Yeah, MTA. Mm. Okay, so um, so yeah, so it's not just a case of right, let's just put something together. You yeah. know, there are there is a process, <laughs> and yeah. you know, there are iterations, and there is a process, but the final sign off. Is by our beloved Hazur. Which is uh, just for the benefit of our listeners, Amir is the national president of mm -hmm. the Amir Muslim uh, Association in United Kingdom. And when uh, when we ref when we say Hazur, um, it is uh, it is it means His Holiness. We're referring to the fifth Caliph of the Promised Messiah. May Allah strengthen his hand. Um, Brother Fahim, I know you're itching to come yeah, in, no. to jumping in here. <laughs> I, Go for it. I, I really wanted to ask because you know it starts so long ahead. Right, so when does planning for an event? You can say, June? Uncle. Dear, I, want to ask you. <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> I knew you'd bring that. Um, no, uh, Conflict the, of interest here. <laughs> That's no. okay, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, when does it start? Because I, I yeah. hear, like, you know, Jalsa meetings happening, what, at the beginning of the year, sometimes yeah. last year. Yeah. Like, so uh, how, do, how does that work? Actually, um, it starts straight after Jalsa. Okay, because the first meetings that we have after Jalsa is, you know, the Red Book meeting. You yeah. know, what, what did we learn? What could we have done better? Okay, so that's when it starts. And then a few months on after Jalsa, we start meeting with the suppliers. Mm. Okay, for example, the, the, marquee the marquee providers. Yeah. You know, they've got to improve their services or make them better or experiences that we have with them. Okay, it gets us to perhaps change our thinking, what else we want for subsequent years. So... You know, I get involved quite early on, okay, as I'm sure many others do as well. But I would say the planning starts, okay, I was, I, my planning started around November, December. Mm. Okay. And then, again, you see, with my role is that liaison, okay, with all the other departments. So once we get the marquees agreed, then we've got to think, okay, so how are we going to implement this? What's, what's the process? I'll just give you a quick example. Please, you know, just, please. You know, let's say we've done all the planning, okay, we've chosen our suppliers, okay, it's 28 days we've got, okay, so what happens on day one? Okay, so day one, 
the marquees come in. Mm. Okay, they start getting built. Mm. Like it takes at least a week for them to be erected, for the roofs to go on, etc. So what happens next? <laughs> if I asked you, what do you think would happen next? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you, okay, save you having to think about it. <laughs> yeah. okay. But, you know, the first is done, it's erected, the floor's done. The next thing that happens is the lining goes in. What, what do you mean by lining? Line the back, the lining, okay. and the drapes okay. at yes. the top. Yes. Okay, that goes in because you can't, you need the space. Mm. In parallel to that, the air conditioning starts going in. So you've probably seen all the ducts in there. Yeah. Okay, or they're also referred to as socks. Okay, so lining. Okay, then you've got the uh, the ducts for the air, air conditioning. Not until the lining is done, we can't build the stage. Then once you build the stage, then you have to get MTA in because then they've got to make sure, okay, that um, the lighting is going to be the right setup the, for the, the right TV, yeah. for the TVs, mm -hmm. etc. Then you've got Sami Basri who have to get the the, um, sound, system, the sound systems okay. in, the speakers in. Then you've got to remember you have the inauguration first, so you have to have a setup for that. Yeah. So you know it's it's not just a uh, guesswork yes. okay you know th there is a step-by-step -step process one thing has to finish before mm. the next thing starts so as i said the structure goes up the air conditioning ducts start going in the lining and goes in the stage gets built okay then we've got to get the um, table and dice on there mm. you can't get the table and dice on there until you put the carpet on yeah okay so the carpet <laughs> has got to go, go in there then the table and dice has got then that has to be adjusted and the cameras have to be adjusted accordingly is it based upon um, you know, our beloved Hazur being center of table, mm. is that the center? Okay, is the center something else? Mm -hmm. okay, so, and then when that happens, okay, we have to look at the dice itself. You've got to get the, uh, you know, the, the mics in there. Mm. Then you've got to get the air conditioning that goes onto the stage. Okay, and then, you know, not until the aircon ducts are done, you, we can't even start carpeting. Mm -hmm. you know? So there is a whole host of logistics associated with it. Doesn't always go to plan, okay, you know, like for example, this year we, we, were, probably, we were delayed by a day or so because mm. of, you know, suppliers having issues yeah. or certain things not finishing yeah. on time. But one thing I will say that, you know, it's, I believe it is always Jamaat, Allah's Jamaat, and um, somehow, okay, things just get done. Mm. And also, the team is super. Yeah. You know, and they work all hours. Yeah. And, they, you know, that, that's the thing. And the, beauty, the reason why we're, by the grace of Allah, successful is because everybody just does what they need to do. Yeah. There's no off, oh, God, yeah. okay, it doesn't matter. Let's mm. just go ahead and yeah, do exactly. it. Yeah. And the changes that we've had to make this year, you know, we had to do some changes quite often, but they've just got... You mentioned the team. Mm. Elaborate on that. We're not... Because we're from, from the sounds of it, we're talking about professional event planners mm. who do this, you know, for a living. We're not, are we? But we're not, but we may as well be. Okay. <laughs> but then please do elaborate and, on that. And, you know, um, you know, these just, are not paid professionals. No, they're, they're not. You know, just to cite an example, I think you had my colleague Health and Safety on yeah. beforehand, Irfan Kreshi. In fact, we're looked upon as a model mm -hmm. okay, for event management with the council, the processes and policies and procedures that we've got. Okay, they say, oh, wow. You know, and I attend those meetings, you know, the safety advisory groups, etc. As far as the team is concerned, you know, by the grace of Allah, you know, I've got it. 11 Nazims, okay. One just Nazims are, are like um, managers. managers, managers, okay. Yes. Managers. Yeah. So, so, and you know, I've got one for the men, one for the ladies, okay, one for just carpets, one for just, just to build the stage, okay, you know, health and safety, you know. Um, so, these are small departmental heads, yeah, the, who come together and, and make a, a well, a, SMT, a senior management team. Mm. 
uh, like in any professional organization. Mm. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, we were doing a count the other day. That's, you know, it's a lost count. Yeah, there's about 130 people in the team. Wow. So it's not just <laughs> a, So you wow. can imagine, okay, the work and effort that goes in. And they are absolutely fantastic, okay? The team, I must say, um, if I can do a shout out, as they say, okay? <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> to the team. You're absolutely wonderful. You do a fantastic job. Yeah. And they really, really do. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, the success of the setup of the main Jalsagar is all, all based upon coordination, okay, with the different departments as well as our own departments. Mm. Now, sorry, brother. No, no, for Fahim. Uh, Fahim, anything? Else? Any no, no, no. I was, uh, I was happy for you to go for it. Yeah, you're happy for me yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to ask Uncle anything? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'll ask him later. <laughs> okay. ask him. I have advantages. We, we are talking historical as well. Mm. And I know you have been part and parcel of this team for a very long time. Um, what's the progression? How, how have you seen, say, where we, where we were 10 years ago? to where we are today. Yeah, but there, there's been significant progression, okay, not just from a marquee standpoint, okay, in the internal setup, you know, the way we used to do the sound and the translation, you know, the translation is no longer required because you have devices to manage that. Yeah. Okay. Um, the biggest, and then when we had COVID, if you remember, That's right, yes. okay, that setup was probably the most challenging one for myself, okay, and the team. Because, you know, we have to have that social distancing in place. Mm -hmm. okay? And then it's all the weather conditions make all the difference. So somehow, you know, we get the challenges every year, but there's a reason behind those challenges in us getting ready. So the biggest innovation for us this year and last year has been that um, LED screen, if you've noticed. Yeah. You know, previously we just had the banners. Right. Like you used to put it on. But now we've got the LED screen, so you've got the technology in place. So you can use that for... Um, many other things, whereas, yeah. you know, before it was very static, you know, yeah. there's one message and that's that. Now, albeit we have a theme, okay, but the message can change, okay, so that's the key advancement this year, okay, with regards to that. So we're taking advantage of technology more and more as we move forward. So that's, I would say, has been the key progression. Um, with regards to the internal setup, it's not too different, as you know. Um, you still always you have that green area, you know, you have the seats. And the other thing is that um, we've also pushed seats at the rear as well. Because everyone seems to have a bag back. <laughs> <laughs> Especially towards the end of the day. <laughs> towards the end of the day. Yes. So, you know, so, you know we, we continue it, it to advance it. And um, it's going to get even better, I think, as we move forward, inshallah. Okay, you know, we'll probably know exactly where everybody's sitting in the marquee yeah. know, in a few years' time. Yeah. Bro, bro any, anything you want to ask? Because I have one question in mind that I, I really, it, it, every year, um, I, I want to ask it, but please. Okay, no, I wanted to ask uh, about the overflow marquees as well. Mm. Um, the ones that are on the right side, so by the flags. Yeah. Uh, how many people are you expecting to be there? Thousands. Okay, um, because what we do is, you know, we put a, a screen outside. Mm. Okay, you know, some people feel more comfortable sitting outside. Okay, so, you know, it'd be, it'd be thousands. Mm. Okay, um, uh, we've got two overflows this year. Okay, one will accommodate about 1,500 or so, another one about 1,000, let's say. Again, it depends on whether, whether they have seating or not. One of them is going to be 
please please sit on the floor. Those that need to sit, we'll, we'll provide them with chairs. Yeah. But again, she can then start seeing, you know, from 9 to 11, you've got to 13 to 14, yeah. and then there's people in other areas, there's all of the workers. Mm. But that's how we managed to accommodate 40,000. Fantastic. Now, a question that always comes to mind. Mm -hmm. On a Saturday, we do the Oath of Allegiance. Mm. How does one, the bath, how, how your, your part and parcel of how that setup happens? Um, it's a spiritual event, mm -hmm. especially that particular moment. People wait all year round to join. How, what's your personal feelings? I don't, that feeling, you know, I don't think it can be replaced. Okay? It's, a, it's, it's just how everyone's just come together. It's, everyone's one. Yeah. Okay? That's the feeling I get. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, there's a setup. In fact, you should say that I got called this morning to say, okay, the setup's going to change slightly this year. So can we meet? You know, we need more rows, etc. Sure. So yeah, it's we we help, we support, we have what we call the new bath roles, mm -hmm. okay, and we again it's coordination. Yeah. Okay. But um, the feeling, as you can imagine. You probably feel it sitting here. You're probably creating that chain from here all the way. That's right. Um, yeah. There, but that feeling is just—I don't know—it's not really explainable, isn't it? It's, it's awesome. It's that, it's that coming togetherness, and everybody feels at one. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the amazing and most beautiful things about this event, Joseph Salana, is as uh, uh, you know, Zahir mentioned that these all—all all of us, you know, all these people who have, you know, sacrificed their time. Uh, on a voluntary basis come here to do this and you know one of his main task is to coordinate all mm. of these and coordination is not easy no. you know people have their own minds and outside in the professional work you see often there are people fighting over things there are politics there are things like that people are not happy with how somebody is doing their job or but here at the Ahmadiyya Muslim community event you will see we have a system of uh, respect and obedience as well. Mm. Whereas you're allowed to, you know, give your opinion and uh, give good suggestions. But when it comes to, you know, getting things done, then there is a nizam, there is a system, system. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that coordination will not be able to, is not possible without the mindset and the, you know, correct, uh, good um, uh, spiritual teaching that uh, Islam mm. and Ahmadiyyat gives us. That's why you will see, you know, people happy to, you know, uh, broom or, or wash or, or clean up um, something if, uh, if you know if, if, if an elder has said please do this even if it's not the job of that person he will happily do it you know we, when we set up this the studio I mean this it's not we 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 we, we aren't you know uh, professionals in terms of setting up a studio or mm. you know uh, setting up uh, the marquee here so we all have to be ready and I think that's part of the experience that um, we as Ahmadi Muslims get from this Jalsa Salana and starting from a very early age from child from ch when we were young we were taught you know we were supposed to do everything here mm. uh, whatever we are told you know we're doing it for Allah the Almighty and that's the essence of the infrastructure isn't it the mm. obedience yeah. and it's, it's more of a like we need this convention more than the convention yeah. needs us exactly <laughs> exactly and yeah. I think that's that was what the what the purpose of this convention when the promised Messiah, uh, peace be upon him, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, when he started was that so people come together and they can increase in faith. Yes. Mm. And these small things, as you mentioned, you know, organizations, yes, you're doing something, 
but it increases you in faith because you learn obedience, you learn uh, respect, and as His Holiness said on inauguration as well, make sure in all situations, always smile. Yes. Yeah, and on that note, um, I wanted to ask, do you have any messages for people who are worried about the weather? I think because, you know, people are saying that it's going to rain and like you, you've organized a lot to make sure that it's, it's fine. So is there anything you'd like to say? Yeah, but it's rained before. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think there's 13 odd years ago, I think. 2007. 2007, 16 yeah. years ago, there's heavy rain. It was, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, but, you know, people still were able to enjoy the Jalsa. But again, going back to the communication and the attack, a message went out to, yeah. you know, stage your arrival okay or, or miss a day yeah. okay um i think inshallah we will be fine okay we we know that we have a challenge there'll be marshals all over the place to ensure that you know people don't slip for example all the floor will be brushed and clean yeah. you know we we'll get the cleaning um, plants that come in to do that work but you know, you should come. You should you should enjoy. You should listen to Voice of Islam. Okay, to <laughs> see what's happening, what the updates are, what the updates are on MTA, and um, so therefore you can maximize um, the, the the benefits of Jalsa. But you know, weather is we, is something we can't control. Mm. But what I I know is that the weather will be accommodated. Okay. <laughs> right. you know, okay. what do we say you know in, in uh, it's blessings of Allah Almighty yeah. being showered yeah. upon us well yeah well, know, that, literally, that, that's literally. the only way that's the only way we, we, we have also ordered some new Voice of Islam umbrellas so there you go. we're going to promote that as well yeah. if there you, you want go. one yes most welcome brothers are here thank you so much I know you're very busy um, thank you so much for taking time out and coming on to the drive time show and, and sharing this beautiful stories and insights yeah. I mean, how this event is organized. I wish you good luck. Uh, may God bless you for all the work you do. Um, and uh, Asalaamu Alaikum and have a fantastic day ahead and may peace be on you. Yeah, and thank you so much uh, for having me. And um, thank you. It's been a pleasure having you, sir. We're going to take a quick break. Um, and uh, once we uh, have a break, we're going to go to the news and then we will come back and we will continue with the topic um, on this special event that is uh, occurring in the gardens of the Messiah in Alton in Hampshire. You're listening to the Voice of Islam radio. Broadcasting on DAB via the internet 24 hours a day you are listening to the recording of a live show please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed welcome back to this special edition of the drive time show coming live from the gardens of the messiah in Alton, in hampshire where this spiritual event um, is going to be attracting up to fifty thousand people brothers and sisters from all around the world who are going to be coming and taking advantage of this this beautiful beautiful event uh, before the news uh, and the short break we were discussing with brother Zahir who um, is the assistant head of the actual venue where the event uh, is happening now we've got the pleasure um, of uh, having another brother with us who is part and parcel of the the, the team that sets up and coordinates um, the marquees at uh, at this this event we've got with us brother Asim Dar, 
Brother Asim, thank you so much for taking time out on this day. I know it's very busy for you. Um, God bless you for, for, for giving us time. Um, Brother Asim is the head of the department that looks after all the marquees that go up in, in, this, uh, in this event. So, um, what did kick things off by asking you, right, you're head of the marquees. What does that mean? <laughs> and, you know, there's so many. Could you give our listeners an understanding of like, what your job entails? Jazakallah, uh, assalamu uh, yeah, I can give you a little insight of uh, what happens uh, in Marquis department. Mm-hmm. Um, our our job starts uh, the moment one Jalsa finishes. The very next month, our job starts. So we start looking for the best possible quotes from different companies mm-hmm. uh, because um, uh, the sooner you get the quote, the better uh, prices you get. And uh, this Jalsa was a special Jalsa. Or it's a special Jalsa it's because... Uh, Huzur Anwar Aziz instructed us that we want that uh, this year we have to do the setup for 50,000 people. Mm. So, and that was one thing. And the second thing was that um, the d- Jalsa dates changed. So, the last year we had it in the first weekend of August, August yeah. but this year we are having the last weekend of July. And um, the, for the marquee companies, mm-hmm. this is the busiest time. Right. So that's why um, we had to start early mm. to make sure that we have got, we secure enough kit to um, to fulfill the demand of uh, Jalsa. So we have, um, Jal- uh, I will just give us a, a small insight into it. Please. So we have um, uh, three main marquees mm-hmm. at uh, Jalsa, Ga, uh, Jalsa Salana. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one is Jalsa Ga, which is on both sides, ladies side and men's side. And uh, then there is dining. There are dining marquees, and then there are uh, accommodation marquees. These are the basic structures that we have to have for Jalsa. Mm-hmm. And um, this year, there was another instruction came from Hazur and Wariyadul Aziz that he wanted to have all the exhibitions in one area. Just, just for the listeners, His Holiness. Yes, uh, you're referring to. Ji. So Hazur and Wariyadul Aziz said that. All the, ins- all the exhibitions mm. um, in past Jalsas, they were scattered everywhere on site. And Zurinwar um, um, said that you have to bring them in, in one area. Right. So that's why you will see one very large uh, marquee for the exhibition, yeah. which is holding uh, seven different exhibitions. So um, we are doing that and plus a few more exhibitions next to it. And uh, also because um, because of uh, we were expecting so many attendees in this jalsa, mm. uh, we we wanted to increase the capacity of the jalsa. So what we did, we actually increased the capacity of our jalsa ga, our dining marquees, and our accommodation marquees. And uh, we've been by, by how much? Like twenty percent. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. So for example, um, ladies jalsa ga uh, last year um, it was. Um, 50 by 100 meter structure. Mm-hmm. This year it is 50 by 120 meter structure. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that's not just it because um, with uh, Ladies Jilsaga, for example, there are mother and child marquees, there are overflow marquees. Yes. So the size of those marquees was increased as well. So, so simil- it's 20% across the board. 20% across the board in a way that um, for the dining marquees. For the um, accommodation marquees and for Jalsaga, we increased the capacity 20%. And also, we tried that um, 
so many offices on Jalsa, Jalsa Salana and in Jalsaga. We try to increase the capacity of that as well. So we gave them slightly bigger structures. And there was another challenge that um, uh, obviously you can increase the size of, uh, of the marquees, mm -hmm. but you also have to look at the site, yes. that whether the site can cope with that size or not. So um, the, the plan for Jalsa Salana had to be changed. And then uh, we pushed, you, you can see in, on men's side, um, the, all the offices, bookstore, ticket office, they were actually pushed back to Tabshir Road. Before, there was a track which used to run from flag hosting to dining marquee, yeah. but that uh, track is not at there at the moment, or the marquees are not there, the marquees have been pushed back. And okay. the reason being because uh, we wanted to give larger area for people to maneuver. Right. So that's, um, and um, our, our work basically starts um, in September mm -hmm. when, for the next, next year's Jalsa Salana. Yeah. And uh, when we get proper quotes and when it, it all gets approved, then about um, four weeks, uh, sorry, about eight weeks before Jalsa Salana, we start site because we have to mark all the marquees. Because when the companies come on site, they don't know where, where they're going to, to put the marquees. And uh, marquees is not just the only just not the, mm -hmm. just the only thing on site. There are cabins, there are um, toilets and showers and um, studios and got you know there's so many things. When, when you say mark, sorry, like do you put things down to make sure that they know exactly we've like, got how paints. you tell someone yeah, that yeah, yeah. a massive mark we've is going to go here? We've got flags, yeah. we've got paint spray. Right. So when we mark the area, we write down the size of that marquee okay. and we put a flag there. Okay. And we've got uh, different color sprays and different color flags. So for example, for uh, for marquees, we use blue flag, blue flag, and we use blue spray. So that when we are on site, there are so many different flags, at least we can tell then where the marquee is actually going. So you're clever. Yes. It's a huge task. So you must have a huge team of professionals. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> the team is, uh, um, we have got site team and uh, they work very, very hard. Um, our uh, uh, naib officer is uh, Imran Chuktai and he works extremely hard. He's, uh, you know, um, working basically when, when Jalsa uh, preparation start from 11th of July this year, for example, this for this Jalsa Salana, from 11th of July, um, I've been coming on site, he's been coming on site, our other members of our team are coming on site and, you know, he's been working uh, 24 hours. I What's the say. size of your team? <laughs> for, uh, for the site team. Um, I think we have uh, around um, 25 to 30 people. Wow. Yeah. Mm. All volunteers? All volunteers, yeah. No, no paid members? No. This is what I was yeah. kind of yes. alluding to, that yes. it sounds like such a huge task. Yes. So much pre-planning, um, you know, yet all the people who are carrying out these duties, and we will say it again and again with all the different departments that we've spoken to, that these are people who have their own jobs outside Absolutely. of this event. Absolutely. This is something yes. they do out of their own choice, their Absolutely. own will. Absolutely. They sacrifice their time, money, yes. effort uh, to come and do this job. Absolutely. There are so many members in our team who especially take two to three weeks off from wow. work. Mm. Um, some of them are um, self-employed people. So they are obviously, for example, 
some are driving instructors some are doing mini capping or mm. other other things so when they stop they, working they stop earning absolutely yeah. absolutely but there's, there's no holiday exactly, pay but, all no, that. Yeah. but you will never see any complaint mm -hmm. you know we we all uh, work uh, why is that why don't they complain I think it's it's uh, the spirit of our jalsa. We want to build this jalsa. We mm. want to have, you know, we want this jalsa to be successful, mm. and we want to be part of this. And that's, uh, you know, it, it, we take it as a challenge, and we want uh, to show that yes, the UK Jamaat can hold this jalsa, mm. and inshallah, we will, you know, we will show that we are successful in that. And it will get bigger and bigger and bigger because that's inshallah. what the history yeah, has taught us that from a few numbers it's gone to fifty thousand as. You, you mentioned that His Holiness has given you instructions. Um, we are talking about historical events as well. So tell us about how you have seen things change over the years. Uh, Alhamdulillah, um, with, because um, um, we, we deal with marquees um, and I have seen a huge uh, improvement in marquees. We used to have uh, smaller structures. And you know, smaller structures are less robust, and uh, there are more chances that uh, they might fail. Yeah, but um, we we are trying to improve our structures more and more. So, like for example, I've given you an example of um, uh, exhibition marquee. Mm. So, size of exhibition marquee this year is 25 by 70 meters. Mm. That's a that's a huge, huge, structure, a huge structure, and yeah, it's yeah. holding so many um, exhibitions. Um, now. Uh, inside the exhibition marquee, you will see we've got partitions, we've got you know alleyways, we've got direct access to Lajna from their size side here. Um, so all these things are actually the improvement. For example, the reserve reserve two marquee and Arab marquee. I'll give you one example. Mm. We used to have um, those two marquees side by side to each other, as their size was nine by thirty. This year, the improvement is that uh, we have uh, increased the size of um, their whole, their combined marquee 30. Wow. So what we have done, they, what they used to do is that they used to have a guttering system in between because they used to, for, on, for one occasion, they used to open up their uh, partition in the middle and used to have a, uh, an event together. But this year, but there was always a risk that if there is rain or anything like yeah. that, that guttering might collapse. So this year we are providing them with 20 by 30 meter structure and uh, this is one structure, big, bigger structure, better structure, more robust structure. And even if they have to open the partition, they don't have any risk that it will get flooded. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I'm curious, you, you brought up the um, waste management like in, in the guttering system. Like, how, how are you managing that around all of these marquees? Because obviously it's, it's tough to navigate. Obviously, smaller marquees don't have guttering systems, but bigger marquees and larger structures do have uh, guttering systems. So, for example, our uh, two largest marquees, uh, Ladies Jilsaga and Men's Jilsaga, uh, we got them from this company called Neptunus, and they have their built-in guttering system. So, you, if you um, if you are you know when you're walking by the bigger structures, if you just look at it on the side of it, there is a, a metal guttering running and then the waste pipes are coming down. So when rain happens, these metal gutterings are far more stronger than the canvas uh, guttering. Right. So they do much better job. This is the best weather to have the metal <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. We're going to test their worth. <laughs> Brother Asim, um, before I let you go, I've asked everybody the same question. Any memory that you can share 
with our listeners that uh, you know you've been working and giving up time and and making this wonderful sacrifice um, for you know for this event. What any any memory you can share with us? Any incident you can share with us? Um, well, there are so many incidences, but but I, I would say that um, uh, our holiness, uh, Huzuri Anwar, um, it's all his prayers. You know, it's all his prayers. So many times we we come across situations where we think uh, what's going to happen here, and uh, you know, there's some Allah Taala is backing us, mm. and uh, the problems get resolved. And uh, for example, we had uh, with this larger structure of uh, exhibition marquee, we had some uh, issues with um, the leveling of the marquee, mm -hmm. and the marquee company was um, uh, asking us quite a lot of uh, uh, extra funding, you know, to do that. But uh, we brought them on site here, and in the beginning they were reluctant, but then um, there was a solution which was sorted and uh, they agreed to it and alhamdulillah the marquee was built without any further cost Fantastic. so alhamdulillah Fantastic. god is always with us yes god is always with us i mean you know that's proof of them itself <laughs> brother asim dar thank you so much for taking time out today for calling and, and coming on to the drive time show um, may allah bless you for all the sacrifices you and your team make for 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 setting up this event um, um, have a fantastic day, brother, and Zakala, may peace be with you. Remember us in your prayers. Zakala, likewise, likewise. May peace be with you. Um, we're going to take a very quick break. Um, when we come back, uh, we're going to uh, further discuss this event. Um, and uh, me and uh, brother Fahim, and we will hope that brother Safi will join us join again. Us again yep. You know, he always he, he always uh, you know finds that yeah. uh, that he's a floater. He's a floater. <laughs> he's a floater. But we're going to float off for a few minutes, yeah. uh, and we will join you after this quick break. Special edition of the Drive Time Show coming live from the Gardens of the Messiah. That sounds so beautiful, doesn't it? Yeah. The Gardens of the Messiah. Um, we are in Alton, um, mm -hmm. in Hampshire, where we are expecting up to, or in addition, um, 50,000 people who are going to be attending the event over the next three days. Brother Fahim. What's your feeling? I mean, we, we um, have been waiting for this event, yeah. this unrestricted event. It's not yes. like it hasn't happened a year, year before, yeah. because there was special, uh, you know, there was social distancing, there was restrictions, only so many people could attend. And, it's you know, international that, again. It, exactly. Yeah. You know, it was, it, it was a, a very low-key event. Yes. Yeah. Whereas today, we are going back to 2019, yeah. where, you know, the last time it happened and this, 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 uh, this farmland mm. has yet again been turned into this mini city. Yeah, I am really excited for the Pledge of Allegiance on Sunday. I think that that is going to be a really special moment. Mm. I think that I haven't... Um, the, the last few times that it happened, um, I think one year I had COVID, so I didn't attend. Um, the other year, um, it's just it was a lot smaller, right? And it's going to be nice to have all of these people from all around the world, you know, um, being in that moment. And the other thing is, is that for me, I think that um, it just, there's been this excitement. I like, I, I don't know, it's like this excitement that this one is going to be different. Because we've had, because, you know, year on year, you have the same thing. It just gets a little bit bigger, right? It's, it's what it kind of used to be before. And now we had this break from the norm. Mm. It's like we're coming back to it. And it's like we really got past COVID, so to speak, in that. And like, it's, it's. I'm just really, I'm really excited. 
I think that no matter what the weather is, I think it's going to be special. And, you know, as our guests have told us, there's a lot of precautions there. So anybody who is contemplating on whether to come or not, you know, have a look on our social media channels. We've set up, um, you know, our studio here. Come visit us, um, you know, and I think you're not going to want to miss this one for sure. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the word social media channels. I'm a dinosaur. (laughs) So to me, social media means still you know, tying a note to the feet of the pigeon. So you, you're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a social media person. What does that mean? Where can they reach us? Yes, um, you can reach us on at Voice of Islam UK. You can vo- reach us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can listen back to these recordings on SoundCloud. Um, just DM us, tweet us, you know, get involved in the conversation. Um, we, you know, we love to have guests and we love to hear from you. And, you know, I think what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and get to speak to some of you at the event live. Um, so, you know, look out for us. Um, we, we might stop you while you're enjoying the event. And, you know, you can always catch us on www.voiceofislam.co.uk where you can listen to us live from anywhere around the world. Um, we are being listened to. Um, we already know on, on the Internet in, mm-hmm. in 40 plus countries. We are um, we are on DAB across UK. I think it's seven or eight different regions, um, you know. And you've already mentioned all the different platforms that we are on. And uh, I think the one you forgot was TikTok or TikTok or TikTok, uh, yeah. whatever it's called. <laughs> I think I also forgot YouTube. So I apologize. Yeah, we have YouTube as well. <laughs> so many different uh, um, platforms <laughs> that uh, that well, we are yeah. everywhere. And and the and reason we're... the reason I mentioned um, I jest, but that's part and parcel of the progression of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. If one was to look at the history mm. um, of of how the, the the community has progressed and developed and increased in numbers, in in not in in folds in tenfolds, thousands of folds, mm. and millions across the world. Yeah, and it's somehow and and you know for those unable to attend that are desperate to attend, it's a way that they can connect. And also, there's a, there's a really big team that works really hard to to produce the content for social media so that you can get it. Whether it's a daily dose, you know, um, a clip from the show, you know, you may not have time to listen back to the whole show. You you can get it on our social media channels, and you know, give us any suggestions, things you want us to discuss. Like you know, we're open, and you know, give us a give us a DM. <laughs> now, just a quick look back at the, the, the annual gathering in United Kingdom the, the, and a brief history that it is noteworthy that the message of the promised Messiah, uh, peace be on, on whom be peace, he, the, the message that he, uh, his claim of being the Messiah had already reached Europe and America in 1885 when he proclaimed himself as a reformer of the age, establishing numerous connections and links. Direct correspondence took place with native British individuals some of whom accepted and joined the Ahmadiyya movement, while others, driven by curiosity, they journeyed to this rustic old village called Qadian, um, you know, which, 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 you know, to call it a village was, would even be to say that it's some, uh, there would be some element of development, but it was, it was just, you know, a, a rustic uh, a village um, in the corners of, of, of India. Yeah. Consequently, it is accurate to assert that the promised Messiah on whom be, on whom be peace was, in essence, the first missionary to the Europeans and Americans, even before any Ahmadi missionary was dispatched to those lands. Um, the, the, the importance of the Promised Messiah, we've, we've mentioned earlier that, you know, all the major religions, the faiths in this world, mm. everybody's waiting for, yeah. for the Messiah. Yet the, the, the strange thing is that everybody who talks of the Messiah within their respective faiths 
they always talk of a violent messiah they yes. always talk of a messiah who's going to defeat another faith mm. they always talk of um, of of demolishing the message that some other uh, prophet or another messenger of god has come and and, and delivered mm. in a particular location and to a particular type of people the difference of this promised messiah that we talk of he only talks of knowledge he talks of education he yeah. talks of love peace how many and the most important bit he talks of the unification of everyone yeah under the the doesn't matter class uh, creed nothing which, gender which anything if one was to look at it from a rational perspective mm. makes sense if one was to talk of god mm. and the messiah the messiah wouldn't make sense if if he's going to come and wage war yeah because the messiah can only be of love peace humanity mm. and love and the message that the promised messiah on whom be peace that he has bought or he bought in 1885 that we are talking about mm. is that message which now is listened to and people are accepting in more than 213 uh, countries and free territories yeah. around the world where amdi muslim community is based yeah. that way that this community has progressed over the past 100 plus years yeah. is proof within itself that the message is true and how people are Are, are are flocking towards this message and that what that's what we're going to be witnessing over the next three days this spiritual event again i don't call it a festival i think it's undermining the event by calling it a yeah. festival it's undermining the event by saying that this is some kind of uh, a gathering or of, a conference, of or a conference yeah. this isn't a conference mm. this is a spiritual gathering of people um who are here for under 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 the the leadership of one caliph yeah. there just there isn't any that there isn't any uh, any examples yeah. of this around the world that no matter where ahmadis are based in all these 200 and different 13 locations i've told mm. you around the world they all follow and and are obedient and and to one to one message yeah. to one leader and that is his holiness hazrat mirza masur ahmed the fifth caliph of the promised messiah may allah strengthen in his hand Yeah on that note you've been asking a few people um do you have any memories of of yes. of Jalsa that Please you want to share, share with us no i was asking Who, you me? yeah yeah oh man i'm an i'm an old boy i'm an yeah, old dragon you, you must I've, have gone to quite a few then i'll right? be honest with you um i have been to loads <laughs> loads I, i can tell you you look look i i've had i've been i'm blessed in that sense i've had the experience of mm. attending um uh, an annual gathering 7 8 9 of them in pakistan in rabwa mm. um of uh, where you know 100,000 people was a norm wow um in kadian um in india where the, you know the promised messiah himself mm-hmm. where the movement started i've had the the the, the pleasure and, and the blessing of of being able to attend the the one thing the one thing that is common irrespective of where you attend is the love that everyone has for the caliph it is the 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 unity is is not found anywhere it it is um the message is the same the the obedience is the same mm. it's like i can go to 213 countries or different locations around the world mm. and i know i have a brother there yeah name me a community who can do that with confidence you and that's the that's the true blessings that's the true blessings of god almighty mm. um that is that 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 we experience um you know when when one talks of going anywhere in the world Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is, well, let me see if there's a community. Where, where is the community yeah. based? Yeah. Isn't that isn't that what everybody yeah. does? Yeah, definitely. It's it's become part and parcel of who we are. Yeah. Um, 
but I want to focus on the the, the history mm -hmm. of of, uh, of United Kingdom, and you know we had the the pleasure of interviewing the the deputy president, the assistant yeah. president of the Amiya Muslim community um, um, in, of, of United Kingdom, uh, the respected uh, uh, brother Nasir Dean, um, and we had the pleasure of interviewing him. So let's go and listen to um, um, uh, to the first part of his interview. Yeah, um, we're going to play it. Um, the second part later on. But let's go and listen to what Brother Nasir Deen uh, said about his experiences um, of uh, the annual convention in the United Kingdom. But now we have in our studio a special guest. We have uh, Nasir Deen Saib who's serving as Naib Amir, would be the president, vice president yeah. of, of the Amdiya Muslim community. That is not all. He's also part of our history department. Uh, he's been there very much. He's helped me throughout the process. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you so much for joining us today. Taking our time. Thank you so much for joining us. So we're discussing Jalsa Salana. You know, you've been part of this blessed institution, especially here in the UK. The first question I wanted to ask you was, what are your earliest and, and sort of most cherished memories of Jalsa Salana in the UK? Basically, the most cherished memories would be when the third Khalifa, Hazrat Khalifa the third attended Jalsa Salana here in the UK. Mm -hmm. That was... Just, just like we're seeing today, there was a lot of activity. It, it gave a lot of life, a new lease of life to a lot of young people to mm. get involved in the community and to give their services and to serve the guests of mm -hmm. Hazrat Mizar Alam and the Prophet Islam and to follow the instructions of Khalifa the Musi as we do today. Yeah. And uh, in the early days, the first that I can remember, the events that, that took place were basically in the grounds of the mission house and in the hall there. But the for the for this particular so we, we and for, for some earlier ones, we moved the site to local common, which yes. is Wimbledon Common, yes. and uh, on on Rahampton Lane, and we had uh, two marquees there, one for ladies and one for men, mm -hmm. and that was exciting because the community was quite small, yeah. and uh, I remember all night long as a young, very young person <laughs> peeling potatoes and assisting in the kitchen, which was in Grasnall Road. So you've seen personally just how it's grown into what it is yes, to, today, yeah, you know, where yeah. we're, we're expecting 40,000 plus people. Yes, yes. Or about that. Absolutely. And the whole the logistics, etc. But I think about think about Jalsa Salana and the institution of Jalsa Salana that has been set up, as you mentioned, by the Prophet Islam, mm -hmm. is that it gathers Muslims and others from around the world who have a, who wish to unite the world into one. Mm -hmm. and have, have the same common goal yes. and uh, that, that come to learn and how to better enact. And at the same time, yes. for those who participate as volunteers, there's thousands of volunteers now, yeah. it's a training. And I can say that myself from early childhood and as we see today, yes. children who are serving water in the marquees mm -hmm. at the age of seven. And even if you go to the kitchens, you see young, 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 young boys who are peeling yes. potatoes just as I did yes. and that training and that working in groups it, it enhances their lives not just spiritually yes. but also it gives them some confidence to work in groups and how to take uh, and how to take roles in working in teams and that benefits both in your spiritual life as well as your worldly life and I think that's one of the great achievements that I think and I would say cherished memories that I can have the, yeah. the early days how we were trained and where we and the challenges that we were had full faith in God Almighty, as we do even now, yes, yes. <laughs> as I'm hanging now. <laughs> and, and it's wonderful you mentioned that because the beauty of, of it all is you see that no work is too small. We were discuss, discuss, discussing with our previous guests that people from, you know, you've got doctors and those entrepreneurs and people with businesses that come and do these tasks voluntarily, right? Absolutely. That's I the mean, beauty yes, is, is, is yes, in the office. Yes. Of, 
one of the roles that I had was obviously to work in the kitchens for a long time, actually. And that was probably one of my most cherished memories because it's, most, it's, right. it's a lot of fun as well. Although it's hard work. And you're feeding people, isn't it? You're yeah. feeding people and you're creating something that you never... When I got married, my wife said, I've heard that you've done a lot of cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, I didn't go to take it home. But for example, in the, in the kitchens, we had, you know, bankers investment bankers, people who day job would be very different, mm, yes. coming and peeling and washing as well. And at the same time, those who in charge of us were to people from all backgrounds. You know, they were, they were working in airports, they were working in, in the railway lines, everywhere. Yeah. So, so there's, there's no, we just took instructions and cleaned and, and our doctors were <coughs> in charge of cooking as well. So it was very, mm-hmm. that was something that, that gathers people of all backgrounds as yeah. one and, and, as, and at one level really. Yeah. Right, and so you touched on it a little bit, but could you tell us more about the historical locations? Like, where has it evolved from? So, starting from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, there were, in terms of international jalsa, the, as we have today, that really was started when Khazakhlifah IV, Ahmed, may Allah be pleased with him, um, migrated to the UK because yeah. of the, the persecution of, of Pakistan. But before that, in the UK, the, the early jalsas were held in the first mission house, which is the Fazl Mosque, which mm-hmm. is in in Patni, yeah. and, and that's and that's where we had in the grounds there initially. There is records that the early there were some earlier of, um, similar jalsas, probably in the forties, yeah. and where the missionaries that attended. What happened was that the after the partition of Pakistan, the Khalifa the II sent missionaries throughout the world to spread the word of Ahmadiyyat mm. to Europe in, in particular, especially after the Second World War, where there was so much devastation and to bring them back towards God, towards God Almighty. Mm. And these missionaries then came to the UK and from what I've read, and obviously Rahil Sapun can comment, but they did hold a small gathering at that time. Mm-hmm. But then after that, there was a bit of a gap. So then in 1964, because the main community came, Israel immigrated into the UK mm. from uh, Asia, from Pakistan, yes. India, yeah. and then from, from East Africa, so then the first, uh, and the local indigenous English population, they were also there, but the first Jalsa was 1964, mm-hmm. which was held literally in the grounds of, of Masjid Fazl. There was a big house there and, and, and huge gardens. So mm-hmm. two marquees were, were, were put up there. In fact, there were no marquees <coughs> for the first one. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was open, open there. Open That's open right. There. So the community was very humble here in the UK as well. Yeah. And then from there, we then moved, as I've explained, when, when because the blessings of, of Jalsa are that the pious members, and I use the word pious because the, the Muslim of the ones I remember have passed away as well, and we have new pious members here. But people are, who are spiritually elevated levels and the, the khulafa, the khalifas of the community. But in addition, we, we had the companions of the Prophet Islam who were still you know, with us, who used to address us. So the, the, the numbers was growing. Yeah. So then the, and then membership grew. So we moved to the, we had, a, we used to rent from the local authority, the local common, mm. and then hold our jobs as then erect marquees. So that was the first time mm-hmm. that we really probably moved to erecting marquees at that scale, although it was only a few hundred at the time. Mm. And then having parking just outside the marquee or in the car park. So it was quite easy. So then from there, as I mentioned, in 1984, the Khalifa the Musi, the fourth came to the UK. And the first Jalsa before was at that time, we initially held the first day, I remember, in Masjid Fazl, which is in, 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 as I said, in Putney. But then the second day, we had it in the Tolworth Recreation Center, which is a big sports hall, just off the A3. And then from there, in 1985, as the we, we purchased, through the blessings of Allah Ta'ala and, and the prayers of Khalifa Musi, we purchased Islamabad, which is today has been um, re, re um, 
redeveloped yes. where Khalifa Tumasis resides now. Yeah. And so the early jalsas were held there. And, and that was, for us, was a totally new experience. I mean, that, that first jalsa was really an international, and, and you felt it. Mm. And I, I remember very clearly, I, 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 late in the night, I was asked, that some guests have arrived from Indonesia? And I had just about discovered how to drive to Islam. Right <laughs> and can, there's a van there, can, can you, uh, could you just take these guests? And it was heavy rain, it was in, I think it was April, so it was heavy rain. Yeah. And can you just take them to Islam by then? So that was a really interesting experience to meet people from Indonesia, full, yeah. in, 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 you know, and I hadn't come across people from Indonesia before. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio, broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Welcome back to this special edition of the Drive Time Show, which is being transmitted live from the gardens of the Messiah um, on this on this awe-inspiring um, uh, event. That's a disservice. It's not an event. It's more than that. How would you want to explain it? Let's ask the floating missionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Severe has joined us. Uh, Brother Severe, <laughs> one thing, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, one of the beauties of, of uh, the Amdi Muslim community, especially within the UK, is that the Institute of uh, Theology and Modern Languages, which is the a university um, where um, young men attend for a period of seven years to train to be imams. And uh, Brother Zafir is actually also a serving imam within uh, the Gillingham and the Kent region. Um, Brother Zafir, you, you work in the field, you work with the communities around, um, you know, in the United Kingdom. What's, and, and you've been attending, of course, the, the, the convention. Um, and these conventions, this is a, an international convention. Mm. But then there are also conventions which are national, regional, local they, they it's you know it's a it's a proper infrastructure here yeah. share some of your thoughts and experiences that you've had um at, uh, at at these conventions you see the similarities of these whether it's an international national regional or local event is that what they have in common is that its purpose is to bring people together mm. so i think one thing which is very uh unique or you could say special in Islam uh, along with many other things but this spe specific feature is that we there's an emphasis on unity an, an emphasis on brotherhood so for example you know in many religions uh, people focus on praying on their own mm -hmm. or you know prayer is not looked upon something that you do in congregation but in, in Islam, it's very important. It's, uh, you know, everywhere you look in the Holy Quran, it actually says, waqimu salata, that you all establish prayers together. In Pray. fact, the reward is tenfold. Or the reward like is, yes, the reward is, you know, unlimited, you could say. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm saying is that in the Holy Quran, whenever Muslims are encouraged to pray, it's the, the, the tense, uh, the, the words that have been used is for plural. So meaning that, People, yeah. it, Allah the Almighty wants this to be a community uh, because 
that is essential for spiritual progress of man. Alone, you are weak. Alone, you may not have the same impact that you have, you know, uh, in, in a group. So that is essentially what is... So this is all about brotherhood as well. All about mm. brotherhood and unity yeah. and uh, praying. Uh, mm -hmm. Because praying is essential in all of our, uh, you know, uh, programs. Whether it's, uh, you know, in a local mosque in uh, Hounslow or a local mosque anywhere. Mm. People come together to pray and you're encouraged to pray in congregation. Even if it's two people, mm. people should pray together. Then in Islam, you're encouraged to attend Friday sermon. Mm. Do the Friday sermon, do the Friday Juma prayer together. That again brings people together. And then you have the uh, festivals of Eid, you know, the, the, uh, the, the time of joy, uh, the time after Ramadan and then uh, the later on Eid al-Adha, the greater Eid as well. So at that time, not only is it encouraged, but in many ways, it's actually kind of compulsory to attend mm. these, these events where people are gathering together. And then once in a lifetime... Every Muslim is encouraged to go to Mecca, Mecca to perform the pilgrimage. And what's the purpose of that? Again, to be united, to come together and do the acts of worship together. Because as we will see over the, over the next three days, hmm. that our prayers that we do shoulder to shoulders with the, you know, brothers standing uh, together, the effect of that of prayer, yes, effect, you know, one thing is that it shows that there is no discrimination, yes. right? Everybody is equal in front of Allah the Almighty. And then secondly, that closeness with, with each other, when you say Assalamu Alaikum, you greet brothers. I mean, even today we've seen some guests have started coming in. And there are many people that we don't even know. We, we're seeing them for the first time. But we're encouraged to say Assalamu Alaikum, yeah. peace be upon you, mm -hmm. and we embrace. That's how you build connection. That's how you yeah. build brotherhood as well. So... This is the essence of these gatherings, whether it's local, as you mentioned, local, mm. regional, mm. or national, or international, mm. is to bring people together. And in Islam, it's very important to have that sense of community, because that is what makes us united, and our prayers also uh, become stronger. And you know, these events, on, this is not just uh, exclusive to United Kingdom, a few weeks ago, there was the annual convention that was in the United States of America. And next month, uh, I think beginning of September, there is one coming up in Germany. Mm -hmm. this, this week, this weekend, we're going to be um, uh, getting and you know getting together in the United Kingdom. But then these kind of events are happening everywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And wherever there is an Ahmadiyya community, uh, which I said earlier, it's in 213 mm -hmm. countries and free territories around the world. There is there is a base yeah. of the Amdiya Muslim community. So you can say that there is an element or there's an essence of a convention that is happening in all of these different locations mm. um, in, in the world. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, and we heard the, the assistant head of the Amdiya Muslim community of the United Kingdom, Brother Nasiuddin. Um, let's go and listen to the second part um, of the interview that we had with Brother Nasiuddin and see, um, you know, and, and let's go and listen further as to what he said. Um, on his interview with regards to the annual convention in the United Kingdom. Asisa, one of the things that I wanted to speak about was, was um, the second Jasalana that the Prophet you know, called for, which was in 1892, and, and he specifically mentioned the multiple objectives of it. And, and one of the purposes was, was, was to establish effective strategies for the religious benefit of Europe and America, by right? the propagation of Islam in the West, as you know, speak about. 
your family's been here for let's say 100 years or so isn't it if, if i'm not mistaken since 1918 or so i mean we we us too often speak about so i think this is an opportunity to tell people that this is salana or any other events that are taking place as a community here why are we here what are we doing here in the west why are you know these justice not taking place in pakistan or elsewhere around the world due to the persecution etc as well but you know you see like you see this chain from going back to the prophet safi's one himself where he starts this off and he mentions strategies where you know islam could be spread to europe and america right and then the mission moving here at the time of you know the fourth khalifa as you mentioned and you guys have seen it with your own eyes how it has all developed do you think it was all a plan of god or it was just a coincidence that it just happened of course it's a plan of god almighty um, this is the prophecy of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam also we have indications of the quran that the the son of islam will 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 will, will rise in the west yes and so the mission of the prophet islam it had to come and start here in a different form mm-hmm. and as we've seen it has grown extremely since 1985 especially as khalif has yes. come here the, the objective you mentioned what was the purpose of us coming, coming here yeah. and i think it's very important for all amadi muslims you know to realize that the only being of coming here is to spread a message of peace which they're doing I mean, you know throughout the, as you mentioned we have lots of events of peace conferences every every amadi mm-hmm. goes out and, and, and emulates the, the message of peace and 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 people quite easily highlight that this person is an amadi and and now especially after the campaigns that we've had of the tabligh of leafleting and mm-hmm. on buses messages and yeah. through various various events fundraising for charities etc yeah. people realize that this this community is very unique and has a very different approach in, in how to unite but in terms of the the purpose it is to unite mankind and bring them back to worship god almighty today we see in, in the world especially here in europe and in the west a war taking place very close to us you know it's literally a couple of hours flight mm-hmm. from Luton airport you know humanity first had uh, when the war took place in ukraine they had a center for assisting uh, the victims of the war just on the border it was just two hours flight from london it's very close to here and i think people are now realizing where abul abul khalifa hazim ibn sulaiman has been warning the world of an impending nuclear war and that you need to return to god almighty be just and in the past many of the politicians and others i heard were just thinking this is not going to happen but now we see everybody talking about it and so in terms of why are we are here and why are we have these jalsas and other events and especially in the particular this jalsa sona mm-hmm. is one is to inculcate in our members the spirit of love and unity and focus on themselves within and also as a society but also to emulate that outside and to re, re, re charges one's batteries i would say to go out and to continue and those messages that we receive are very unique i don't think any world leader gives those kind of messages that we hear from hazrat khalifa musi absolutely yes. and they are messages that will last centuries every member of our community and others they always urge to go back and listen to these messages and, and see you'll always learn something new every time you listen to it yeah as we know just as a week away so we wanted to hear from you are there any challenges that you faced when during the preparations and how's progress going so far especially if you can also mention your responsibility yeah. as as way of serving this just asana in terms of challenges that we had in the past we had the rains there was a large program of infrastructure to re put new infrastructure into the grounds of the kalamadi which is in in oldham hampshire near there yeah. and to have a better drainage and from the we had rain recent quite heavy rain just a few days ago yeah. and from what i've heard it drained very well uh, initially obviously it mud because it, uh, yeah. on the top soil but the water dried away so that that challenge that seems to be gone other challenges mm-hmm. obviously 28 days you have probably 12 14 13 days to put up a city before mm-hmm. the actual event yep. have it set up with all the infrastructure where you have people staying there you need 
complete supplies of you know electricity, you know gas supplies for for cooking. Mm. You need accommodation set up. You have first aid. You need all sorts of infrastructure, road infrastructure, and that's done. A large part is done by volunteers as well, uh, and the other side. So that's a challenge. The volunteers they give up their work, etc., and they come there, as you mentioned. What I but it, but in terms of God Almighty has blessed us. And from what I, I heard yesterday, we're on target. There's lots of things happening. I mean, this is a faith-inspiring. As a volunteer, you see faith-inspiring incidents. I mean, the other day, yeah. I had uh, somebody had, came and had to go to Islam by then to the Madhi, and there was no transport. Mm. I said, "You're waiting." I was praying. You're just praying. <laughs> I, and I was thinking, "How am I going to do it?" Of course, you pray. I, you did, I took time out, yeah. and I just said to the guy in the main gate here, "Batavatu, you know, if you see somebody going to uh, Islam, it was quiet at that time. Yeah, please do stop him." And I was thinking, you know, normally during the main Jalsa period, there's lots of cars coming. Yeah. Yeah, going, yeah. But it was the early days, and uh, I came out with this gentleman, and I was walking, and I was thinking, what to do now? Because I had no one car here, yeah. and uh, the guy called me. He said, "Oh, this guy's just going to now. He just stop." And he's one of my neighbors from where I live, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Actually, we're going to Islamabad," yeah. and uh, then off to Hadikramadi. Exactly what I wanted, <laughs> yeah. and it's just him and his. Uh, so you know, so these are these are maybe for a lot of people to say, "Well, that's a coincidence." But yeah. you have so many incidences like this, and uh, lots of other incidents I can relate. And everybody who works in Jalsa will say yes. And it has to be that God's hand is there. So Absolutely. you mentioned the word challenge. Allah Ta'ala comes, comes. You have to have confidence and faith in God. And one of the things you mentioned was really interesting about volunteers, right? I mean, nobody, and we always discuss this, we have these discussions about in, in the capacity of work that we do within the community, none of us are experts, right? Here, we are sitting here doing this program on, on Voice of Islam, right? We were kind of chucked into you know, this and just go and do it, right? You have the confidence of the Khalifa, you have his praise and all these things. It's miraculous, to say the least, that the outcome that the people, these volunteers are able to produce, you know, no professional training whatsoever. They've gone to the work, started doing it. You know, you were speaking about from 1984. What was that jalsa that took place near 12 yes, The yes. next year, you know, a site is bought in, yes, you know, yes. Islamabad, three-day event, and how it's just grown. And what I've personally sort of gathered is the caliphate, when it came here, you know, Khilafat, it pushed everything forward. The night tech says, just do it, <laughs> right? Uh, and everything is just progressed, right? That overthinking element of what would happen, stuff like that, I mean, go, I, goes out of the window, yeah, isn't it? I, I mean, the way to look at what levels of standards we've achieved, we've achieved standards which other well, local authorities, police, fire authorities, and the, the main authorities that run the country look at and think, we need to learn from this community. We, our, our level of organization through volunteers, and these are people who are passionate about what they do, at a very high level of professionalism. I mean, there is no doubt. You mentioned volunteers, but these volunteers are very professional. I mean, we have got, by the grace of Allah, I don't think there's a professional field in the UK or, or even a non-professional field in terms of work field where we have not got members of our community that are experts that come to the service, yeah. from a water specialists to crowd specialists to road, road engineers to all sorts of specialism to actual doctors. I mean, we've got talking to somebody at work. So what happens if somebody gets ill at your event? Yeah. So we have we, we do have evidences, but we actually have we have the Amity Muslim Association of Doctors, the Doctors Association, and that they have the top consultants said to them that you have the top consultants. So if you fell ill there, you get a better service than going to the AME because the top consultant <laughs> will be there of all the faculties you can think from whatever you can imagine from yeah. just and they would be there and they would be to serve you. And and I related to somebody in my family a couple of years ago fell ill. And the top consultant was then, you know, whatever they did was, you know, the, the hospital remains, you know. Absolutely. You're listening to the Voice of Islam radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Off the drive time show coming live from the Gardens of the Messiah. 
in Alton in Hampshire. We, there we had uh, uh, the Deputy President of uh, the Assistant President of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community United Kingdom, Brother Nasiuddin, who gave us an insight into the history um, of, uh, um, of, of the annual convention uh, within the United Kingdom. And, you know, we've had the pleasure of speaking to so many different members of the community who have sacrificed their time and their team has, has sacrificed so much time um, in, in setting up this spiritual event, um, this, uh, you know, um, this gathering of people from all over the world. Um, and, 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 you know, you'll be hearing um, from, for I think, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day on The Voice of Islam, the different events and different speeches and addresses that will be happening throughout the day. We are coming up to the hour. Uh, Brother Safir, um, your, your parting words on the first day, on the eve of, of uh, the annual convention and this annual gathering, the spiritual gathering. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, so. looking at it now, you see already, uh, because obviously we can see a little bit out from here, from the studio as well, we can see people have, you know, uh, there are definitely more cars coming in here now. So, you know, it's, it's all getting ready for tomorrow now. And uh, it's all warming up, inshallah. So as, as you said, we'll uh, keep uh, our listeners updated in the next few days. Um, make sure that you also follow us on uh, social media um, at Voice of Islam UK on Twitter, Instagram um, as well. We will be uh, posting up uh, some uh, clips as well as uh, show you some highlights. We've already been doing that. And, and you're, you're going to be on the field. You're out and about. Yeah. You're on the social media team. Yes, you're me you're and the social Fahim. media man. Yes, you yes. and Brother Fahim. Fahim so and if you, will be so going if you see, brother, uh, if you see um, brother Fahim and Brother Safir, yep. uh, please feel free to, to come up to them and, and give us, uh, you know, give us your opinion on, yeah. on how you're feeling. Uh, about this spiritual gathering, uh, brother Fahim, your your last your 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 yeah. your parting words on this eve. I th I think uh, I I think it's called a spiritual retreat. I'll be sitting here thinking about it. I think that's probably the best way to think about it because it is a luxury. It's a it's a way to get away, and you know just don't miss it. Please come enjoy it, and you know if you can't, then please get involved online. Um, and you know the, it's it's going to be special. I know we all know that. And yeah, if you see us outside, uh, give us your thoughts. We'll capture it, um, even if it's not live. Even if it's not live, it is coming up to the hour. Um, it has been a fantastic two hours where we have tried and and uh, and share with you the how this event um, has been put together by so many different volunteers, and one can only think. Um, you know, and, and, and pray that may God bless them all. And uh, I want to thank the producers for today's show. Thank you to Brother Fahim. Thank you to all of our guests for coming on to the show. Thank you to Brother Safir for taking time um, and, and float into the office, to, uh, float into the <laughs> studio today. Thank you to Brother Akib on tech and to Brother Zishan, in, you know, who's remotely, who's remotely um, um, yes. part and parcel of the technician team, uh, without whose efforts um, we wouldn't be coming to coming to you live uh, from the gardens of the Messiah. Um, thank you to all of you for listening to this first show uh, on the Voice of Islam of the Drive Time Show. Please forgive any shortcomings on our part. Please remember us in your prayers. Please remember everybody over the next few days that may God Almighty make this event a truly successful event. Until next time, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all.